everyone, and welcome to the Hustle and Holmes podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Holmes, and it's my goal here to share interesting stories that are happening in the Bitterroot Valley, in Montana, and even beyond. Now, if you like the content that we're publishing here, I really hope that you go to our YouTube page, our Spotify page, uh, our Instagram profile, and like, subscribe, share it with your friends, leave us a comment, leave us a five-star review if you would. It really helps grow the channel. And if you also have a story that you would like to tell, if there's something interesting going on that you know about, uh, get in contact with me, please. It's ryan at exitrealtybv.com. Without further ado, here's the next episode. I got a good sip of it that time. Mostly brine. Less brine? Less brine. I put more brine in. Here, get right up in there. Okay. <laughs> Welcome, Aaron. Thanks, Ryan. Nice to have you here. It's nice to be here. <laughs> you, you doing all right this evening? <laughs> yeah, I am. It was a beautiful sunset evening. Did you catch any of it? I didn't, was it? Oh, yeah. Was it gorgeous? Yeah, it was. Nice. I, I'm Two guessing it was bright and pink. Pinks and yeah, purple. Yeah, it felt like a pink and purple mm-hmm. kind of It was really nice. Sunset day. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Right on. Yeah. So tell... All right, so you you own, you have a business here in the Bitter Valley. I have a business here in the Bitter Valley. What, I, what is that business? called House of Ferments. Oh, yes. and what do they do there? Fermented foods and beverages. Uh, so I make sauerkraut, kimchi kombucha, various other fermented delights, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm coming out with a line of hot sauce soon. Been working on a new label for that. Oh. So I'm excited about that. Is that part of the, like the jalapeno? Is this the... Yeah, you've been trying some of it. That's, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's a test. That's just really good. Yeah. Well, it's not really a test. I mean, I've been doing... Or hot, like a, okay. Yeah, I've been doing hot sauce for a while, but yeah. I haven't, um, you know, put it out in stores yet. Mm. just selling it at farmer's markets. I like it. It's good stuff. Yeah, it's kind of addicting, right? Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. We blew through that jar. I know. That you gave me before. I, I, just, I just like eat it on toast in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Breakfast of champions. All right. <laughs> Replacing the Vegemite. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're drinking also is a little bit of the jalapeno juice. Yeah, the brine. The mm-hmm. brine with your ginger kombucha, mm-hmm. and a little bit of Montgomery vodka. We're mm-hmm. keeping it all local here tonight. That's Even the ice was made. <laughs> in your refrigerator. Here in my refrigerator. <laughs> uh, the limes, I don't know where those came yeah. from. We won't talk uh, about those. We don't have to talk. You know, we try our best. We, well, we're we 90% of the way there. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. That's, one of, my, um, that's one of my main things in my business is sourcing as local as possible for everything. I bet that's challenging, though. Um, it can be, but also as long as you're just aware yeah, and try hard. Depends on what you're And looking. we live in a place that like, we have tons of farms. We have lots of people growing really great stuff. It's strange, right? Because you don't really I know. see it, but you go well, to the farmer's market and there's... There's so much stuff. So there's much. A, a lot of people that are, um, you know, like smaller farms, mm-hmm. which are, is great. 
it's, yeah, it's just not open like, people's backyards and this kind of well, stuff. Well, yeah, but then, even like our farmers at farmers markets, like they're not operating on huge acreage. That's true. But they're growing a lot of good stuff. Yeah, like um, oh, I forget his name. The guy from who's married to Ashley from Jay and Ashley from Sourdough. Yeah. So I, Fern Fernco is the name of their Fernco. Farm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were they were like on an acre. They have a podcast. Do they really? Mm-hmm. No way. Yeah. I didn't know that. You should check it out. I should. I should have a podcast party. A podcast party, guys. Hey, <laughs> if you guys are listening. <laughs> we uh, have lovely drinks to right. share. Yeah, right. We could have a, a big old podcast mm-hmm. group gathering. Yeah. Um, so yeah, local is like one of the, my it's my jam. Do you make jam too? No. No. <laughs> You make some fermented jam? You can ferment fruit and make chutneys and oh, yeah. and things. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm a little more just pretty basic, you know, a couple different kinds of sauerkraut, kimchi. I do, yeah, hot sauce and oh, I've got like pickled radishes. Yeah, those are good. Mm-hmm. I got a jar of those this summer. Mm-hmm. Those are really good. And I just use the terms interchangeably, so mm-hmm. don't get confused. But everything I do is fermented, like live fermented. Not pickled, where you like when people say pickling or pickled, they often think of just like your regular like dill pickle or something. Yeah. Which most of those that you're getting at the store are like um, vinegar based, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so with like firm, ferment, like fermented foods, live fermented foods, um, you're letting the microbes like do the work and create that acid. You're not adding vinegar. You're just right. Yeah. Right. But I still call it pickled radishes because for some reason fermented radishes just is too much to say. That's <laughs> <laughs> a, a lot of verbiage, yes. Yeah. <laughs> kind of kind of condense it to fit right. in the label. Um, but I don't want to confuse anyone. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you do all that, and I think you're most well known. I mean, I first found out about you through the kombucha, of course, and I think okay. that's a lot of kind of how a lot of people discover I, you. I don't know. That's yeah. a good question. That's something I'm be curious to learn more about actually what yeah, what, what did you start with what, what product did you begin with um i started everything at the same time i originally was just going to do kombucha okay and then um but i was also already making vegetable ferments mm-hmm. and i pretty much launched everything at the same time i think all right i just went I for remember. it yeah Why it's not? 2016 really yeah okay so yeah, and b- um, believe it or not, and I would not have guessed this back then, but the kimchi has always been our bestseller. Really? Yeah, I know. That's cool. I would have never thought that here, but... Interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, I would buy a lot of it. it the kimchi's right. great. It is great. But I did have to do a lot of like educating in the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, but it's so... <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still do some, right? But that's the, that's some of the that's like the fun part too, you know. Just sure. Like, yeah. Yeah, introducing people to new things, and, and then having them love it. Yeah, that's, that's the yeah, and having them love it and having them like get hooked on it and come back and yeah, all the time. Yeah, that's why I do still do markets too because it's like so nice to. I'm saying that now because it's November. And you're done. You're done doing it. But in the middle of the summer, you're just like, "Why am I doing this?" <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I, I mean, to be honest, right? Like everyone kind of is like that. I think. That's true. Yeah, it's we, just we, a lot. It's a lot. I, yeah, every Saturday for what you got to be there, it's set up, ready by nine. Well, yeah, you have to start selling at nine. Start you selling. Be, yes. Yeah, you've got to be ready but to go. At I also nine. do Wednesday market at O'Hara oh, that's right. Commons. Mm-hmm. Don't forget about that. So, 
And technic and so and also the Clark Fork River Market in Missoula. You so do that one too. Three markets a week. Oh, dude. Yeah. Whoa! No wonder like you disappear during the summer. I know. <laughs> I do. You have to come to market to see me. Yeah, pretty much, right? Yeah. That's. I think that's the. I, I tw- yeah, I saw you twice outside of that. Was that it? Yeah, when I just ran into you randomly at Jesse's. Yeah. That was. That was pretty much it. <laughs> like. Well, I will be at market. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's quite the quite the adventure. Now you got sandwiches there and everything. Yeah. So good. Thanks. Yeah, that was a new new thing this year. Starting to do hot food at market. Mm-hmm. Um and it went great. Yeah. It's just so funny because it's like the stuff that I've been eating all along and I just figured everyone else was too, but they're not. And so that was part of the thing. It was like, oh, this will be a way to showcase, you know, our ferments and how to use them mm-hmm. in your regular daily menu, whatever, like how you eat. Yeah. It's just like to give people some other ideas on what to do with yeah, crowd, other than just eat, eat it straight. Well, some people definitely eat it straight out of a jar. Guilty. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Cooked cook sauerkraut? Why? Yeah, no, Come right? On. But like other people just get stuck in like the, you put it on a brat. True. Which it is delicious on a brat. I'm not going to say it's not. Okay, take that back. Um, uh, Rubens as well. Right. All right. right? That's how like people, so right, just expanding people's kraut eating horizons, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that is an endeavor. By putting it on a grilled cheese sandwich. We're ex- yeah, we're expanding your horizons and eating sauerkraut. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was great. Uh, we just, yeah, jumped right into that too. This is kind of how I do things. Uh, for better, for worse. All right, why not? It seems to be working out just fine. I guess, yeah. Well, you're having a good time, it sounds yeah. like. Yeah, no. I still uh, I still enjoy what I do. Yeah. There you go. And I'm See? always learning. What more could you ask for? Mm. Well, <laughs> fair enough. I'm like, uh, should uh, I get uh, my list out? Do you let me. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just wrote this huge list today of mm-hmm. all the things we need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you used to be on Scalcaho, and I'm quite disappointed that you're not there anymore because it's closer to you. I know. Then I can just run down there and grab all that <laughs> stuff, and and now you're up in Victor. Yeah, we operate out of Victor. It's great. Well, just south of Victor proper, but it's do nice. you have a storefront there? No. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's just just manufacturing. Just manufacturing, and it's real nice because it's quiet and it's private and. I can just go and get knock thi- it out. Yeah. yeah, get things done. Um, it's a little more centrally located too, so that's kind of nice. Um, as far as like making deliveries or getting getting deliveries or right, pickups right. or whatever, right? Um, Western Montana Growers Co-op does some distribution for us, so it's. I mean, they go up and down the valley in Missoula and a bunch of other places as well. But I think when you're centrally located, it's easier for yeah. people to find you that need to find you i guess that's true also but i'm also out of the way enough that people aren't just like stopping by when we were at the scalcaho location it was a place where like there was always people like in and out (laughs) and in and it was like a rotating door all the time i'd be in the middle of doing something and fair enough yeah people would be like oh hey like all right let me take another 20 minute break right (laughs) i'm like actually i'm in the middle of my work day (laughs) but yeah so it's right. nice. Yeah, it's great. 
Um, it's a little, it's a bigger space than I was in before and yeah, I'm just renting, but, um, the folks I rent from are super sweet and really supportive. So it's kind of a big deal. Nice big operation going on. Mm-hmm. Not really. Medium sized operation. We're pretty small. Yeah. Still, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because, yeah, I think people don't realize. Like how much do you produce? How much, like, uh, I don't know, like a standard batch of kimchi or sauerkraut? Like how much? A half ton. A half ton at a time. I like to say half ton because something's bigger than a thousand pounds. <laughs> That's true. Doesn't it? Yeah. No. All about the psychology. So you're pumping out a half ton a week? Half ton a day? No. Half ton? Um, It depends. So going back to China, source everything locally. Yeah. Um, In the... Uh, late summer and fall up and we just got our last delivery for the season from lifeline produce they grow a lot of our most of our pickle all of our green cabbage actually oh awesome um and so we just got our last delivery from them mm-hmm. and so yeah so i just try to like process a bunch um when the vegetables are here sure yeah and ready to be processed and then basically try to sort of build an inventory to i mean it's all you know yeah it's gonna last the winter too right exactly and yep yeah how does that work then so yeah because we're pretty much at the end of the growing season yep um so you're getting the last just the last of the produce coming in and you're going to process that and then what does the winter look like then right well i'm always doing kombucha okay yep that's kind of like always happening um and then yeah um packaging stuff still so like i have a bunch of stuff in tanks I'll need to get packed. Um, and then delivery. Yeah. Sales and marketing. Deliveries. Okay. And, and making kombucha. And uh, winter's like my time that I like to have some time off too. So I try to have a slightly reduced schedule to be honest. Um, I really like the snow. I really like winter time. It's more like, yeah, it's time to... Step back a little bit, yeah, enjoy life. Re- like, for lack of a better term, like rejuvenate, if you will. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but. <laughs> do, like... do something new agey that. No, I know. I just actually like to play in the snow. So. Uh, I hope. Come on. Like, yeah. who doesn't? Like, if it's snowing, then I'm going snowboarding or cross country skiing or something, and I'm trying to throw snowballs work. at yeah. random people. Sledding. Or... Right? Come on. Ice not? skating. Like, I just love the winter. So. All right. Yeah. So it's, so it's actually works out fairly well that. I can slow down a little bit. Get yourself a summer job, and then you can go hang out and doing cool things in the winter. Yeah, sort of. There's always stuff to do, and then there's oh, always sure. like well, ma- the, bo- the you gotta you gotta well, mind the kombucha. Right. It's mind alive. The kombucha is like everything's live, and then there's always like maintenance stuff, and then there's always like catching up on things that got put on the like very 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 back burner because in the you know spring summer fall it's just like on all the time. Yeah. So. All right. Are you ready for a bigger house? Downsizing? Need to be closer to family or work? Whatever the reason, when it's time to move, it's time to find a realtor. Exit Realty Bitterroot Valley is a full-service brokerage that prides itself in being a true advocate for their clients, whether they are buying or selling. To learn more about the services we offer, simply text HUSTLIN to 85377. That's H-U-S-T-L-I-N to 85377. How long have you been in the valley? Um, I think I've been in Montana 
since like oh one ish. Okay. And then I've been in the Bitterroot since oh six. Oh right on. Yeah. And did you come here directly from Connecticut? I still can't believe I guessed that. (laughs) 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 One day we're... Not many people do. We're just having a conversation and you said you were not from here. And for some weird reason, I was like, I think you're from Connecticut. Yeah, why? What what gave it away? I have no idea. My snarky sarcasm or like... (laughs) Well, I haven't hung out that much. I've been in Connecticut for a total of like, I don't know, maybe... 72 hours in my entire life so i really yeah i don't know i really don't know it was just it was one of those things like uh i the universe was like whispering in my ear and i just um yeah no i went to so yeah i grew up in connecticut in no connecticut geography but in like the little corner like the where the spit near the sound Mm -hmm. trumbull the name of the town I grew up in, actually. Trouble. Oh, I'm giving away a lot of information. I don't know how I feel about this. Yeah. <laughs> However, home of the 1989 Little League World Series champions. No way. Yeah. All right. I was at that game. Who's <laughs> <Just> the... <laughs> Dating myself, too. <laughs> whatever. Fine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Grew up in Connecticut. That was fine. Uh, went to school in Vermont. And then at the University of, which was great. Oh, in Burlington. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Did you ever go to the Magic Hat Brewery? Of course. Of course. Of course, yeah. Lots of things back there that I love. Um, the Shed. Have you ever heard? Of, like, I don't no. even know if it still exists, but this was like, yeah. They, that, the Shed? The Shed was like this m- tiny microbrewery of some sort. This was like. I like it. Yeah. Still in the semi-early days of microbrewing, I think. Okay. They made all these like dark beers and like, ooh, they were so good. But then you would get Shed Head. that's what i learned in college and fast forward that's what college teaches you folks fast forward um i ended up here uh i studied restoration ecology or environmental science but whatever um ended up doing a lot wanting to do restoration work and i ended up out here um to plant trees (laughs) i was a tree planter for a while okay yeah i worked for some restoration outfits um, it's a hard job. Yeah, hard but good. Like, so good. I've never done it, but right. I've, I've known a few people. Yeah, no, it's manual labor. It yeah. is, like, hard physical manual oh, labor. Oh, yeah. For sure. Oh, it's yeah. super tribal, though. And, like, you're just on a crew of people, and you're just out in the working, planting trees for hours on end in, like, sometimes pretty remote places, and you're just, like, living in this little, you're, like, a tribe. You become a tribe. Sure. Yeah. I like some of my dearest friends um, still to this day. I like met when I got here and we all were working together and stuff. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I was doing that for quite some time. Okay. And then I switched over to doing more consulting work. Still we're doing field work, but mm-hmm. um, I was working for an outfit that's here in town. Um, that's how I ended up in the bitter. Well, actually, the other company I was working for was based in the bitter, too. They don't exist anymore, but, um, traveled a bunch, uh, tree planting, but mm-hmm. always ended up like back in Montana and yeah. Um, and then I was working for GM environmental consulting. They're based in Hamilton doing a lot of, um, like riparian restoration work, working on like the Clark Fork river, okay, yeah. the Milltown Dam project, like, gotcha. yeah, had a really great 
stable, steady job. Who wants that? And then gave it all up to start my own business (laughs) in a completely unrelated field. (laughs) It's still science-related. Totally is. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. It's, you know, maybe you're not restored. Well... You're helping restore people's gut microbiome. Yeah, totally. I there knew, you go. Yeah, that's where I was like, he's going to go there. Trying, yeah. trying, to, trying to work right. it together here. Yeah, no, I like one of my, I always say that like I love fermentation because it's a blend or a mix of science, art, and culture. So the science is like you do kind of, you have to understand the process. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. In order for things to go well. Um, also takes like observation skills and some basic, you know, sciencey sort of stuff um and then art because once you do understand that process then you can get pretty creative like you know um you could pretty much anything can be fermented and so you know go for it (laughs) you know what i mean like figure it out try it tweak it you know like you can be creative in that way and then culture for a couple different reasons right but like um i think like eating food and like from other cultures is a really good way to learn about other folks or maybe where you oh, have yeah, like where you have heritage or other people's heritage or just yeah like different cultures um yeah that's through eating like their food right I 100%, mean, 100%. yeah so that's kind of like you know it's fun yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. And you get, you just mix up a bunch of stuff together and you stick it in a jar and you see what happens. Right. Go look at it the next day. And there's a little, <laughs> Things maybe, are bubbling. Maybe there's a little bubble and you right. come back and there's more right. bubbles and you you come back and there's like a weird thing growing on top of it and you're like, is that okay? Yeah, I don't is know. Should I eat that? Okay? Is, it, is, it, is it alive? Is it dead? Is it right. What's going on? Right. That's where the science y part comes in, right? Yeah. It'll be okay. Yeah. I know. It's a uh, fermentation's pretty forgiving. It's true. There's some that are not, that are less forgiving. There's well, uh, like mold ferments and like koji and doing all kinds of fun things though, like that. Though, yeah. Yeah. The ko- koji are very. Tempeh is not as forgiving. Very artistic. Yeah. Kind of thing. Oh, no. And that's, that's what makes, um, uh, what am I thinking of? Sake. Sake. Yes. Mm-hmm. The koji, the this, rice mold. Yes. It's like, I haven't, I've dabbled just a tiny bit, but, um. I would like to dabble more. Well, it's 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 really fascinating because it's like you're growing a, you're creating a little civilization, kind of, <laughs> right? right? So you're well, you're you're taking these. You're just fostering, I would say, right? Sure, you're like, not creating. You're you're giving them the environment to yeah to like, flourish exactly. Like it's all already there and happening, and you just get to be a part of it. That's basically. true. Yeah, you're creating an environment where mm-hmm. they can thrive and have food and mm-hmm. continue to grow and mm-hmm. i mean because it's you know, there's mold and yeast on and bacteria pretty much everywhere everywhere on everything yeah so fascinating yeah right i, I mean because you don't have to add anything whenever you know when you make sauerkraut you just chop it up add a little bit of salt and go to town yeah all the stuff that's everything else is already there i know i'm excited i'm doing a um like a crowding with kids. I'm doing a workshop at the Bitterroot Public Library uh, December 1st. Oh, okay. And um, it's my first all um, younger age people workshop, I guess. I've done, I do workshops, but usually they're adults. But not, this is like specifically for children. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited about it. Right on. Yeah. That'll be good. I know. Give me a little education. And yeah. I, that's, I, that's, that's super important. There needs to be, there definitely needs to be more, Just more like, avenues for kids to learn about food. Yeah. Kids learn about food. Kids to like be comfortable like in the kitchen and like being involved in the, like making food and in that process. And it's a good way to learn yeah. about all kinds of stuff. Absolutely. But, and also gain confidence in skills, I think too, you know. And not um, be so scared of germs. And not be so scared of germs or just not be so, yeah. Or like try new, you know, like kids and food can be a thing sometimes. Um, and so, yeah, trying to branch out and try new things and yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Absolutely. Yeah. Hopefully it goes well. Just but. making, so then you'll be hosting a, uh, a kimchi kids class. <laughs> Maybe. That'll be. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. The funkier, the better. It could be. I hope. I hope. So I'm just going to like, you know, open up a bunch of jars of stinky things and watch all their faces it'll be great (laughs) no some kids um i've got some kids that come to market that are so into the ferments yeah into kraut they eat it right out of the jar it's wild right like once you get i remember the first time i smelled kimchi like what is that Mm -hmm. and then yeah and then you think about you know like also what's in it and because i remember the first time i smelled fish sauce too it's, right. it's nuts, right? Like fish sauce smells terrible. Mm. It's horrendous. I don't use fish sauce in my kimchi. That's fine. That's I know. Fine. I, I'm, I use it in mine. I know you do. And I like it in other things as well. But I just remember the first time I heard about it, the first time I smelled it, like, okay, so you take a bunch of fish and salt and you basically just let it rot. Ferment, yeah. And ferment for months. And then the result is... And the result kind of stinks to high heaven, but you put a couple of drops in some soup, and my goodness, is the best thing I've ever had in my life. Right. It is nuts. Right. Like this tiny little, just, just, and you don't need much. It's a couple of drops. Right. It's so concentrated. Yeah. 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 Super concentrated. You don't need a lot, but boy, does it make pho or, mm-hmm. you know, like any miso soup or anything like that out of this world <laughs> yeah i know and i think yeah we you know i don't I mean i didn't grow up with any of that stuff right? neither I did i yeah i had a pretty like regular well-balanced lunchables and <laughs> box bra- bra- lunchables box. and yeah. public school food and like box brownies and coca-cola for breakfast yes <laughs> i did that absolutely <laughs> But no, I mean, I I was well, I was a well-fed child, and yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah, but yeah. well-fed in like a you know pretty standard sure. like you know starch vegetable a square American meal protein thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny, my family. <laughs> I love you guys. Um, they won't eat anything. <laughs> <laughs> Are you the black sheep of the family? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Yeah? Well, yeah. Do you have any siblings? <laughs> yeah, I have a one brother who's a couple years older than me. And what does he do? He works for a wine distributor, oh, actually, okay. back east. Yeah. Okay, so fermentation right? related I mean, still. I mean, my family likes fermented beverages. They just don't like kombucha. <laughs> <They just> don't <laughs> <laughs> There's a difference. Yeah. All right, that's fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Um... But yeah, it's funny. They, they try all the time. 
bring just, stuff just, nope. back. No, and thanks. just like, no. <laughs> you know, we love you, but. Yeah, yeah. Like, I keep trying. I'll get him someday, one day. My goal is to get my nephew at some point. Hmm. Yeah. He's 10 right now, so I got some time. You can convert him. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Is it getting better? It's getting better. It's so good. It's really good. The jalapeno is nice. I know. And it's like... Very flavorful. Not just... I mean, it's there's, it's not super spicy in the drink, I don't think. Mm, it's just enough. But it's got Lines that, like, up. briny taste. Yeah, a little bit of saltiness. Yeah, yeah. Keep you uh, hydrated, you know. So yeah, yeah, right? I would know brine shots um, for... After, like, exercising and stuff. Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, after runs. I, I drink. <laughs> big, long runs, right? I just drink sauerkraut juice right out of so, there. So do I. I know. Yeah. Oh, and um, I did bring some beet kvass, too. And the beet kvass is super good for, like, pre, like, um, your pregame. For before, like, long runs or bike rides or whatever you yeah, choose to do. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk about beets. I haven't looked much into it, but there's something. Could, uh, like, blood and liver. Something like, yeah, tonic. right. Tonic. It's, like, good for, yeah, it helps with endurance. Hmm. Um, yeah, and I, I kind of swear by it because I uh, sometimes you know you read things and you're like, what, take it with a grain of salt, if you will. But um, I did read. Uh, I was already making beet kvass just because I love how it tastes. Like that's oftentimes like I just do things that I just make things that I like to eat and that like taste good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or like things right. Um, they just also happen to have the added benefit of also being good for you so how do you make it what the beet kvass yeah oh, it's so easy it's basically just like fermented beet juice like chop up beets like not even you know just like cut them up quarter cube them mm-hmm. make a brine like just salt water that's it pretty salty but yeah and then let that ferment stir 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 for a little bit and then just let it do its thing it takes quite a while for it to get to like like a like sourness that i kind of like but, um, you know, to eat, everyone's palate is different. You're going to get similar benefits, right? Like, that's the... If you don't like super sour, tangy things, you can still enjoy, like, a, a sauerkraut. Just eat it young. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah you have full control over it. Like yeah. The, like, that's the the thing of kimchi that I gave you that I had rediscovered in my... Yeah, I love... <laughs> in I my love... basement. I was like, oh... I put this in here six months ago. I forgot I, about that. I love rediscovering. And it's, yeah, it gets better. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. A lot of it's like wine, you know? Yeah. Some people are a little like, like, you know, and I enjoy it all. Like I like fresh stuff, like fresh, younger ferments. I love super sour, tangy ferments. So, um, and then with the beak of us, then you could like, you could also add other herbs or, you know what I mean? You could flavor it yeah. in other ways too. Like add whatever kind of herbs and spices you want to make it something else but i just love like straight peak boss wow and so flavor yeah and you have to like beets to like it but it's like earthy a little salty a little tangy like so good and then Mm. it's like yeah it's it's really good for you and so i was running um i was doing a run a couple years ago with a friend of mine and i was like the snow joke have you ever heard of that run no where's that it's up in sealy lake okay it's a half marathon and the middle of winter in Sealy Lake. You right. run around the lake <laughs> in February. Why not? Yeah. Um, I'm not a runner. I'm like, I don't really, I'm not 
but I did this. She asked me, and I did this thing. And we chugged beer. I was like, we have to drink this before we get there. We're driving up from here. I'm like, we have to drink this. Like, now we're supposed to drink it half hour before we run. Like, it's supposed to be good for us. It'll help with endurance. And so we just, like, chug a bunch of beakers. <laughs> She's like, this isn't like the brine, is it? I'm like, no, it's not like the brine. It's brine you have to, you're not really supposed to chug brine. That's true. It's very salty. Yeah, it's just not a good deal. Um, and... So we did, and I swear that is the only reason I... You smoked everybody, is what you No, saying. but I finished, and oh, okay. I ran the whole time. Hey, all right. So I was like, winning. Okay, yeah. okay. Because yeah. I'm not a runner. Case study of one. Case study of one. There you go. I'm convinced. I it's, mean... Let's market how, it. Yeah. Let's slap a... Let's put a label on it. Throw it win up the on. race. <laughs> we'll help you win right. all marathons. I mean, it's true. It's true. We have, we have one example right here. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of beat Kavas, do you? We should we? Yeah. yeah. Let's. Do you run? Do you do run? Oh yeah, we talked about this a little bit. Wait, wait. Well, let's make another drink and we'll come back and talk about it some more. Okay. <laughs> nice.